0: We're standing on the word of scripture, if you are to be standing with you, never I'll be gone to bunch.
1: we ain't going nowhere. We're standing on the word of scripture, if you are to be standing with you, because of this grace and love, we ain't going nowhere. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 27 of Faith and Beliefs Refuted. I am your host, the Evangelical Norm. So this week, uh, we are going to jump in, and David is going to take us through the spirit world uh, according to Mormonism. And then we'll take a look at, uh, of course, as we always do, we will look at uh, the Christian viewpoint of what that is and so on. So we'll uh, go ahead and get started with david and let's just see what he has to say about the afterlife what happens after i die
0: so before we get into this episode i've got some bad news for all of our viewers you might already know hopefully i'm not uh, the one to break it to you but here goes <laughs> The bad news is that one day you're all going to die. die. Die! Die! It's just a fact of life. But what happens after you die? Take a look at this roadmap of how Latter-day Saints believe the afterlife is going to play out. Most Christians agree that when we die, our bodies go into the ground, but our spirits continue to live on. Eventually, we'll be resurrected and stand before God at the final judgment. But what will our spirits be doing in between death and resurrection? For some spirits, that's quite a long time. The Bible isn't explicitly clear on this subject, which is why Latter-day Saints are grateful for the Book of Mormon which teaches clearly, the spirits of those who are righteous are received into a state of happiness, which is called paradise, a state of rest, a state of peace, where they shall rest from all their troubles and from all care and sorrow. And then shall it come to pass that the spirits of the wicked, yea, who are evil, these shall be cast out into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth, and this because of their own iniquity. Thus they remain in this state, as well as the righteous in paradise until the time of their resurrection. So immediately after you die, your spirit will enter what we just call the spirit world.
1: So it seems to me like he has never read Luke uh, 16, because it's pretty specific on what happens after we die. Uh, Lazarus and the rich man. The rich man was uh, sent to Hades, uh, hell. um, And Lazarus went to Abraham's bosom, or paradise. Um, So... Here to say that the Bible isn't very clear on it. Thank you for the Book of Mormon. Um, The Bible is very clear on it. And the Book of Mormon actually kind of refutes Mormon teaching. Because he just read from the Book of Mormon stating that uh, prior to the resurrection and judgment, people are cast into outer darkness. Um, And that is not necessarily what... I have heard um, from Mormons as they teach, so they don't teach what he just read to you. That is never, as in my nineteen years as a Mormon and grew up growing up in it, I was always told that you went to spirit prison, but it wasn't outer darkness. Uh, outer darkness is reserved for Satan and the demons and those who are sons of perdition who held the Mormon priesthood and renounced it. So that that's an interesting. Um, thing that I hadn't even really thought of, but uh, yeah, so let him, let's let him continue on. But the Bible is very clear on what happens when we die.
0: It looks like King's Crustacean, only cleaner. You will still be you. You'll have the same personality, talents, desires, etc. Your spirit will still look like you. You just won't have a physical body. That was really awkward. The righteous will be in a state of paradise, the wicked will be in prison. The spirit paradise and prison are both literal places as well as conditions or states of being. Now, one of the coolest things about the spirit world is that those who did accept the gospel in this life will have the opportunity to teach that gospel in the spirit world. To the spirits in prison especially to those who didn't have the opportunity to learn about the gospel during their lives in order for god to judge us based on gospel principles it makes sense that everyone should have the chance to learn those gospel principles in order to be saved one must have faith in the savior jesus christ
1: so here again uh nowhere do we find biblically that god is going to judge us based on gospel principles uh especially not lds gospel principles God judges based on his standard of holiness. Um, And the Bible makes it clear that it is appointed once for man to die and then judgment. There is no second chance of accepting um, the gospel or uh, repenting and putting your faith in Christ after death. It is appointed once for man to die and then judgment. And so we are... We are going to go to whether whichever place uh, is, is rightfully designated for us um, when we die, either Hades or Abraham's bosom, paradise, and then there will be judgment. There will be no changing of your mind. Jesus made it very clear in Luke 16 when he taught this parable. The rich man said, please send, someone, send, send this Lazarus back to my brothers. And he's, he said, they, you know, and he, he was asked one. he asked for himself, uh, essentially, he never asked for the opportunity to, to repent on his own, but he said, send someone back to my brothers, So they don't come here acknowledging the fact that there was no escape for him. So the Bible is very clear for him to make a statement that the Bible is not clear is disingenuous and, and, and pushing towards, uh, Some people
0: believe that if you're one of the trillions of people throughout history that never had the opportunity to learn about Jesus Christ in your life, you're simply doomed to eternal torture in hell. Latter-day Saints believe everyone in this life or the next will have a fair shot at learning about Christ. For for this cause was the gospel preached also to them that are dead, that they might be judged according to men in the flesh, but live according to God in the Spirit. Christ himself organized this missionary effort while he was in the spirit world during the three days after his death and before his resurrection. 1 Peter 3 in the NIV tells us, For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body but made alive in the spirit. After being made alive, he went and made proclamation to the imprisoned spirits, to those who were disobedient long ago when God waited patiently in the days of Noah while the ark was being built. While righteous spirits teach the gospel in the spirit world, we mortals perform ordinances in temples like baptism for and in behalf of our ancestors in prison who didn't have that opportunity in life. In the spirit world, those ancestors have the opportunity to accept those blessings or reject them. Unfinished business. I have no unfinished business. We're not forcing them on anybody, just providing the option. Now, Jesus Christ suffered for all of our sins so that we wouldn't have to suffer for them if we repent. That's what the gospel is all about. So those spirits who either reject the gospel in this life or after learning it in the spirit world will have to suffer and pay for their own sins. This is generally the condition most latter-day saints are referring to when we talk about hell. What will this suffering look like? I'm not sure, but it doesn't sound very pleasant. Listen, do you hear? That is the sound of ultimate suffering. After they pay the price for their sins and after the resurrection and judgment, we believe that even they will inherit a place in heaven, albeit not in the full presence of God the Father. The term spirit world might be confusing to some people because it sort of sounds like we believe spirits go to outer space or to another planet where all the spirits live. That's not the case. The spirit world is this world. It's Earth. We can't see them, but there are spirits among us. President Joseph F. Smith said, We live in their presence. They see us. They are solicitous for our welfare. They love us now more than ever, for now they see the dangers that beset us. You won't wear a helmet because of me, but that's nuts! Their love for us and their desire for our well-being must be greater than that which we feel for ourselves. There are still lots of questions we have about the spirit world that we don't have answers for, but there are plenty we can answer as well that I haven't had time to get to here. So if you've got...
1: All right, so... Just a couple of things that he he brought up there, and uh, um, so what Mormonism gives you is a, a form of universalism, essentially. Everybody's going to get to heaven. Everybody. Adolf Hitler, Jeffrey Dahmer. There is no justice. There's no true justice in Mormonism. Um, there is, you know, I mean. It, <laughs> To make a comment like, you know, these people get to the opportunity to accept the gospel in the afterlife. Having seen what it would be, it would make no sense that anyone would reject it in the afterlife. But scripturally, biblically, we know that there are those who are going to reject God, and they will reject Him eternally. And... It's not because, and, and they don't have the option at, the, at this point. There's no second chance. When Jesus, when Peter talks about Jesus going into and talking to those who would pass, there, there is. We have the example of the those who would have had would have had faith in Christ, and so there are some that uh, God overlooked former sins that in His forbearance that He uh gave forth Christ. I'm, I'm horribly misquoting Romans 3, but Jesus was put forth as a propitiation for sin. so even there were those in the Old Testament and this is all dependent on God. This is why as a Calvinist, I understand that there are those who are elect. God says, I will have mercy upon whom I will have mercy. It is all by God's choice and some people go look at that and go, well, that's not fair. Well, it's God and he makes that decision. He chooses and we look and, and I understand that he is sovereign and he, and I don't, I don't concern myself with fair and unfair in that sense. We preach the gospel. God chooses those who he's going to, 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 uh, draw to himself and to present, to give to Christ. And none of those that can be taken from Christ's hand. But so, what the bible teaches about the afterlife what mormonism gives you is is really it is a form of universalism it's everybody gets to be saved at some point in time you may have to go through some kind of torment or whatever but ultimately there is a knowledge that you will get to heaven at some point in time that is not what the scripture says when when someone has violated the laws of a of a, a holy lawgiver then eternal conscious torment is what is required for that penalty. Uh, Christ suffered more on the cross than than any mortal will ever suffer in eternity. But it is for those who will repent and put their trust in Him. And for those who reject Him, who reject the truth of the gospel, uh, it is appointed once for man to die and then judgment. They will be resurrected and they will stand before Christ and there will be those who... In this, who who believe in the, the Mormon universalism, who will come and say to him, Lord, Lord, did we not do these things in your name? Who believe that they were Christians. And Jesus will say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity, I never knew you. And that's a, a horrifying thought. And that is why we go as evangelists and we preach the gospel. We share the gospel. We call and we beg people to repent and put their faith in Christ we go and we we make it very clear that there is an eternal consequence for sin if you do not allow for Christ to uh, apply his uh, sacrifice to your account. And so that is why, I mean, why do they send missionaries out? If everybody's going to get the opportunity to hear it in the afterlife, why bother, you know, with that expense and for people to be so offended and irritated at Mormons, why bother? Why bother? Because everyone's going to get the opportunity in the afterlife to have missionaries there. And, and, and Again, it the, it makes no sense to me why they would, would sh- preach this kind of universalistic and so on, but yet still send out missionaries. It just seems like it would be an easier... Uh, Play to just let everybody die and and receive it from the the righteous spirits in heaven. Seems like you've got a pretty captive uh, prison ministry in 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 the spirit world, as opposed to getting doors slammed in your face in the mortal world. So there's that. That's just that. And so I don't think. I think again. The disingenuousness of the Bible is not very clear on it. The Bible is very clear on it. Um, and But this is what Mormons have to do, is they have to cast doubt on the truth so that you are uh, manipulated into looking at what they have to present. The Bible is very clear on it, and the Book of Mormon is wrong. So... We'll leave it at that. So thanks. I hope this was helpful to you. Um, As always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They are necessary. And until next time, Soli Deo Gloria.